Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Donald Trump is the worst person ever. Oh, my God. Clarence Thomas has friends, and um, uh, some of them are very, very wealthy. What, what am I missing? Let me see. No, no, no. I mean, a lot of Trump, 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 Trump. I ain't Clarence Thomas. Uh, I, I know this requires actual work, so I apologize. But if you want to take a look at Clarence Thomas's uh, financial disclosure form for 2022. It's easy enough to find it. No, I mean, it really is. Now, you can listen to the ABC News hacks, and you just heard that. Or you could pop online and take a look at it. And if you do that, then you will actually see that there's, well, there's no there. There There were five airplane trips. While you're looking at his, could I suggest that you look at the financial disclosure forms for the other members of the Supremes? Could I ask? I mean, just just for giggles, kids. You want to take a look at Sonia Sotomayor's? Because suffice to say, there's some really interesting stuff there involving her and her publisher. But I'll leave that to you to uncover. Travel, my God, he's a he's a mega he's a conservative, right? Once again, I, I would advise you to take a look at the the left wing members of the Supremes, and you'll see. Well, you'll see what you see. But I have a sneaking suspicion most people are not even going to bother going to look. And Donald Trump is he going to be in prison? No. No, I mean, what is amazing to me, I had a conversation with somebody a little bit earlier today. Uh, the more indictments that are thrown at Donald Trump's way, uh, the higher his poll numbers go. So right about now, unless there is, well, some epic situation, Donald Trump is going to be the Republican Party nominee for president. And you better take a look at some of the general election polling going on. And in fact, you'll find that Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden. You remember him, plays the part of the president, does not seem to get anywhere near the press coverage that Donald Trump does. And and gosh, you would think, would you not, given that Joe Biden is the president of the United States, that every once in a while, some of these folks, ABC, Radio News, I'm looking at you, might, I don't know, 
covers something that Joe Biden does. Now, in all fairness, I get this. Joe Biden doesn't do a lot. Certainly not in the positive direction. but, But there are things that he does. We've got nonstop coverage of Mitch McConnell, who, just for the record, needed to retire about, I don't know, 20 years ago. Anybody else watching the two episodes of Mitch McConnell freezing? You know what that says to me? He's having seizure. That's what I, I, I saw it the first time, and I thought, huh, well, that's a seizure. I saw it the other day, and I thought to myself, yeah, absolutely, that's a seizure. And somebody ought to be honest about what's going on with Mitch McConnell. But how come the uh, self-proclaimed real reporters and serious journalists have beaten the hell out of that story, but for some reason, Joe Biden falls going up the steps. That's not a story. Joe Biden trips over a sandbag. Joe Biden does all sorts of things that indicate to everybody, boy, not all cylinders are firing there. But that's not news. But since they won't do it, let me let me do the uh, the work of the ABC radio news. Joe Biden issued late last night a brief statement about the second anniversary of his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. You do remember that, don't you? When Joe Biden, against everyone's advice, decided, that's it, we're pulling everybody out. And uh, you Americans who are still there, tough. Well, I hope it works out for you. The women who were thrown back about, what, 500 years back into the Stone Ages, told, Whoop, no more school for you, no more education for you, no more training for you, no more going out of your house without uh, permission of a father, a brother, or a husband, absolutely no driving for you, and, and that clothing you've been wearing that you like tough, it's going to be recl- replaced now with sackcloth. You remember that. That's what Joe Biden did. Innocent Americans died as a result of Joe Biden. Shocking, right? Let me tell you what Joe Biden released last night. He didn't even bother making this statement on camera. Quote, today, which was interesting, he said today, because it was done uh, at night yesterday. But anyway, today we pause to remember the selfless service of generations of brave women and men over the course of the conflict, who time and time again sacrificed their own safety and security for that of their fellow Americans. Well, uh, with all due respect, President uh, Buffoon, uh, you sacrificed their safety and security when you turned over billions of dollars worth of military equipment to the Taliban. You sacrificed them when you said, we're not protecting anybody. Your, your inner, utter weasel once again on full display. Anyway, Biden's statement continues. That includes the 2,461 U.S. service members who made the ultimate sacrifice. Anybody want to ask him if he's including his son, Bo Biden, in the numbers? Because remember, he used to say, oh, uh, Bo Biden was killed in Afghanistan, in Iraq. I mean, he had, oh gosh, he had a million different ways that his son, Bo, was killed in action. 
Except, as we know, his son Bo was not killed in action. And I don't have any idea what it's like to bury a child, and God willing, I never will. So on that note, I have nothing but compassion and sympathy for Joe Biden. I really do. But his continual thievery of gold star dad status is is not just embarrassing, it's insulting, and it's wrong. It's ugly. And 20,744 of their brother and sisters in arms who were wounded in action. These service members dared all, risked all, and gave all to our nation. We owe them and their families a debt we can never fully repay. Well, that, that is true. But you do remember the image of Joe Biden, do you not? Mr. and Mrs. Biden down there. Was it Dover, Delaware? They're bringing back the remains of heroes. You remember that. Caskets covered with flags. And Joe Biden got caught checking his watch because he just wanted to leave. I don't know if he was headed for another vacation. I don't know if it was nap time. I don't know if it was unlimited Pudding at uh, Golden Corral, whatever the hell it was, he had someplace else that he wanted to be. And he got caught checking his watch. And there's no explanation for it other than he was checking his watch. It's one of the clearest, ugliest examples of what a clearly ugly human being Joe Biden is. It would be interesting, really interesting, to hear some of our uh, friends in the legacy news media ranks cover that. Don't you think? Don't you think that would be a, a story that might be worthwhile? Two years since Joe Biden gave Afghanistan to terrorists. I mean, just just a thought, but hey, what the heck do I know? Coming up at uh, 3.35, Harold Ford is going to be with us. It's an interesting race for sheriff of Henrico County this year. You remember four years ago, Mike Wade, who was the sheriff of Henrico County, and at least in theory, allegedly, a strong, loyal Republican? You remember that. Uh, He not only refused to help or endorse the Republican nominee, uh, he went all in helping the Democrats. Bizarre. Well, anyway, Harold Ford is running as an independent for sheriff in Henrico County, and we're going to chat with him. And then at 535, good friend of ours, uh, now the uh, the vice president for, well, just about everything out there at uh, Liberty University. My buddy Dave Bratt will be here. We'll, we'll get into some of the uh, latest economic news. It is 315 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 321 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is Thursday, yes, or in other words, uh, the day before Friday, yeah, which I am very, very excited about. A lot of us have got a long weekend. Uh, some of us have a longer week, and I know some people have got uh, tomorrow off as well as Monday. Fantastic. I hope that it is a uh, just a, an enjoyable time. Uh, for me, no. I will uh, be here tomorrow, but Monday, eh, we're all gone. So, 
Uh, I hope that uh, you will join us in uh, having a great weekend. I'm still going back and forth on the smoker. Bunch of people, it's, it's crazy, right? We're talking about yeah, the President of the United States, the Governor, this, all these elections, big things, and then so many people going, hey, hey Jeff, what, what, what was the decision on the smoker? And I got one buddy of mine saying, I got two of these big green eggs, and I'm willing to let him go, and he, he told me the price, which I, I guess is good, but I thought, I don't want to go pardon the pun, whole hog into the smoker stuff until I really figure out if I could do it. So I, I got a buddy of mine that I've known forever and ever, and he's the uh, the big-time guy out in Phoenix. He's the big uh, talk radio boys, boss. He said, Jeff, here's the way to go. And he, he sent me this link, and I think it's the way I'm going to go. It's, it's relatively inexpensive, and uh, Heidi's on board because what it does for her, it keeps her from having to get me a birthday present. If you think about it, I mean, she's brilliant in this way. And, and she's really cute, but, but she's absolutely brilliant. Because she said, you know what? I, 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 if I'm not going to get you something you want, then you just get something on your own. Get yourself something. And I thought, yes, this makes us all happy. I get what I really want. Uh, you don't have to look for something that I'm going to have to pretend I like. And uh, it all works out well. So I think I've got the smoker that I'm going to do. And I have to uh, pay tribute to someone. And it's going to sound a little odd. I had a doctor's appointment uh, earlier today. You know, a couple of years back, I fell at the radio factory, messed up my back, and eh, it's going to be messed up forever. So today was one of those appointments, and we got another procedure scheduled and all that good stuff. But I had uh, one of those uh, shopping lists. I was I almost said honeydew list. But for us, it's, you know, we, we, we both just hit the... Uh, the store when we need to and i said all right I, this sort of stuff i'm just going to run into walmart and i figured well i'll hit the walmart on the way back up here in ashland but for whatever reason and i don't know why and you have to think when you hear the whole story that maybe just maybe the uh the hand of god is involved in this oh it's gonna get preachy but i'm just saying so i leave the doctor's office and it's over in goochland right near the Henrico line, you know, where, where short pump is eventually going to be as it spreads. And I said, uh, ah, you know what, I, I'm going to run to the uh, Walmart here in the West End. It's only two miles away. So, so I pull in there, and it's much larger than our Walmart in Ashland. So I go in there, and I'm, I'm running whatever the air. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Friends are blah, blah, blah. I got this, got this, got that. Okay, so I get everything I'm supposed to go to get. I go through checkout line. And as I'm walking out, there's a gentleman out there. And he's got American flags. He's got some tech flags. He's got, I'm trying to think what else. He's got a couple of POW flags. He's got a table. And he says, hey, would you like a flag? I said, yeah, love flags. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm selling them and I'm, I'm trying to raise money. Uh, we're trying to build a ramp for disabled veterans. And uh, what's great about this is that Walmart is actually going to match all the money that I raise. So I said, oh, absolutely then. So I, I reach in my wallet, I pick out, take out a couple of bucks, give him that, and he gives me the flag. He said, by the way, these flags are made in America. Other people have flags that are made in countries where you can get up in the morning, you don't have a job, you don't have a life, but these are made in America. And, and, and we just have a you know, very brief chat and sort of fist pump on the way out. I said, hmm, okay. So I got the flag and I load the groceries up and I'm driving back. And, and then I, I thought, well, let me ask this guy a couple of questions. So I pull over and I really am. I'm blocking traffic. People are looking at me like, dude, you're on the wrong side of the street. I know, I know, but it's more important. And I said, well, what is your name and how late are you going to be here? He said, well, you know, my name is uh, Martin. I'm going to be here as long as Walmart will have me, but... You know, we'll be back. I said, oh, do you mind if I tell people that you're here? He said, what do you mean? And I, and I give him my name, and he gives me his name. And then we start talking about each of us growing up in Philadelphia. And here's the big news. This organization that Martin is out there helping, I'm not sure how late they're here to, uh, there today, but on September the 1st and the 2nd, that's tomorrow and Saturday, they will be at the Walmart Supercenter on West Broad Street in the West End all day. Go out and support them. It's 326. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Thursday. Now we're getting closer and closer and closer. Yes, to the weekend, to be sure, but in addition to that, to early voting. Early voting all over the place for all sorts of posts. And uh, you and I have examined uh, a few of these. Uh, one that is of uh, special importance to me is the sheriff's race in Henrico County, because we don't necessarily see what we've seen in the past. Harold Ford is running for sheriff of Henrico County, and I, I wanted to bring Harold into the discussion to, to let people know about his background and what's motivated him to do this. Harold, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, where is it that uh, you got the inspiration to, to seek the post of sheriff in Henrico County? Well, after I uh, retired from the uh, Richmond City Police Department, um, a few people reached out to me about running for sheriff. So I started doing some investigation, and I found that the sheriff's office is failing us tremendously in a number of ways. And because of that, um, I decided to, to throw my name out there um, 
because if we want change or desire change, um, sometimes we have to join the team, and I will be that change that counts. So tell us a little bit about your your experience, because I, I was just reminding everybody that uh, four years ago, uh, Mike Wade, who was the sitting Henrico County Sheriff, announced his retirement. Mike was uh, at least allegedly a big-time uh, conservative Republican, but he refused to help in any way the Republican who was running for office and then threw all of his uh, weight behind uh, the Democrat, who is now the sheriff, do, do you have uh, any party interaction, any affiliation we, we should be aware of? No, I, I decided uh, this year to, to run as an independent, and I, I decided to do that because as the highest constitutional office in the county, I think it should be independent. That way, I'm not aligning myself with the Republicans. I'm not aligning myself with the Democrats. I'm ultimately aligning myself with the citizens of Henrico, and I think it will make my job easier as an independent, and that allows me to work with both parties to get what we need get, to get what we need to get done in the county. Uh, Harold Ford is joining us. Harold is uh, running for sheriff of Henrico County. He's an independent. Uh, there is no Republican on the ballot this year, correct? That there is no Republican on the ballot. Uh, so, uh, as you look at the Henrico County Sheriff's Office right now, and you look at Sheriff Gregory, are, are there certain things that, that she's just doing flat-out wrong that you would fix? Um, yes, there's a number of things that uh, is, is being done wrong um, that I would fix. And, and I would give you a, a prime example. I, I have focused a lot on um, community service, the men and women of the Sheriff's Office, um, engage the community to help rebuild trust and help bridge the gap. But as I further did some digging, I found that the sheriff's office is operating with over 100 vacancies. So I kind of had to shift from my plan, previous plan, to focusing on the men and women of the sheriff's office and help fill those vacancies. Hmm. What, so going why? in, that would probably... Oh, yeah, no, 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 Harold, what I wanted to ask is, why Why do you think the Henrico County Sheriff's Office just is is so understaffed at this point? Um, I think a lot of it is morale, staff mm -hmm. support um, is a big key. Uh, and the deputies, they just can't express themselves without getting backlash. And, and that's one of the things I want to change. From day one, I want the men and women of the sheriff's office to know that, hey, I embrace anything that they bring my way, any ideas, any questions, um, and let them know that, hey, they have my full support, and I will work hard uh, with them. Are there any debates scheduled before the, uh, the, the voting gets underway in Henrico County for the sheriff's office? No, not that I'm aware of. Wow. All right. And in terms of support, uh, give us an idea, because I think for a lot of people in Henrico, uh, people may or may not know Harold Ford, but a lot of people are thinking, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't pay that much attention to the sheriff's office because, thank God, I, I, I don't have a family member who's you know in the court system or in, in one of the lockups. Uh, tell us a, a little bit more, and, and tell us a little bit about your support, if you would. 
people don't tend to hear about the sheriff's department um, until something bad happens. Right. Um, I spoke to some people in the, in the community, some citizens in the community, and quite a few of them didn't even know who the sheriff was, but they were they were aware of the incident that happened back in March with um, the death of the inmate. Yes. Um, so I'm just trying to spread the word, let people know that I'm running, and the sheriff is very, very important in the county and in every jurisdiction. Uh, they handle court security, civil process, and uh, maintain the jails, and Henrico has two jails. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We got Jail East and Jail West. Well, what about the death of that inmate? You look at it, and again, I want you to remind everybody your your background, how many years you have in law enforcement. Tell people about that, and, and tell us what, what you see in that situation. Um, I'm 23 years um, police experience, and on the outside looking in, um, I saw a lot of issues. Um, from start to finish, and, and of course, I got this information from off the news. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, it goes back to training. I saw some training issues, and of course, you know, looking at the staffing um, that the deputies are faced with, I, I think they're burnt out. And mm-hmm. when when you get burnt out, you you don't make good sound decisions, and you make mistakes. And, and don't get me wrong, um, I'm supportive of all the deputies, but when we make those mistakes, we have to be held accountable. And we can be held accountable and still support the deputies that make that mistake. So uh, I think um, staffing played a big part in it. Um, I, I spoke with a deputy not too long ago, and he told me that he's only averaging about two, three days off a month. And uh, he came to tears when he was talking to me because he said now his home life is, is in jeopardy, you know, because he can't spend time with his family. Right. And uh, on, a, on a good month, he would average three to four days off. And that would burn anybody out, uh, especially working in the law enforcement field. So I, I think um, staffing and training played a big part in Urban Botano case, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've seen on the uh, news. I, it's it's a difficult situation, and and you know what happens. I, I'm glad to hear that you're hearing from uh, from deputies. Uh, a lot of the time, deputies in Henrico are, are rather reluctant to speak about things because you know they need a job. But but when they're, gosh, when you're you're working with two days off a month and you're charged with a public safety responsibility, uh, good Lord, Harold, that's just a recipe for disaster. And it's sad, and I'm glad you brought that up, that, you know, that you're aware that, you know, deputies are not talking because of their, they're afraid of, of black backlash or, or getting terminated from speaking with me. And me going into it, I look at it like this. I know I'm not going to get the support of all the deputies, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but my end goal is to gain that support and that trust from those deputies. So if, if they don't support me and don't vote for me, that's fine. That's their right. That's democracy, which we have laws. I'm trying to save humanity. So if they uh, don't support me or don't vote for me, that's fine. That's their right, and I understand that. But if elected as sheriff, I would do everything in my powers to gain their support and their trust. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, Harold, for uh, for folks again in Henrico who are saying, geez, I didn't realize we had somebody running against the incumbent sheriff. How would they learn more about you? Um, they can go to my website, which is www.fordforsheriff.com, and that's Ford, the number four, sheriff.com. And you can go in there, you can see uh, my bio, um, see some of the things I've done throughout my career as a law enforcement officer. I also was an adopted parent, and I've, I've, I've fostered in foster care over 26 kids, and I adopted four of those kids. So um, having strong, passionate feeling when it comes to, to children. And uh, actually, I became a foster parent while I was a police officer in Richmond. Um, and part of it was from uh, seeing an individual, a kid, I think he was around 12 or 13, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> hustling for money at the grocery store, putting bags in his car, and I wound up becoming that person's foster parent. Listen, I, I got to tell you something. When I look at the website, and I urge everybody to Ford for Sheriff.com, Ford for Sheriff.com. It's the it's the number four. If you're Henrik in Henrico, uh, you're going to take a look at Harold Ford's background. And Harold, you are just uh, involved up to uh, your eyeballs in the right issues, man. And uh, I want to get you back before everybody gets out to vote. But I appreciate you being here today, and look forward to chatting again soon. All right. Great. Thanks for having me. And, and again, um, it's, that's just a couple of the issues that I want to address. There's plenty, plenty more that I think the uh, citizens of Henrico is not even aware about. Um, so I, w- I would love to speak with anybody and share those issues and my thoughts and how we can address it. We'll have you back, my friend. That is Harold Ford. Harold is running as an independent for sheriff of Henrico County. There is no Republican candidate. This year, there's only the uh, the incumbent sheriff, Sheriff Gregory. She's a Democrat. And uh, Harold Ford says, listen, before you get on board there, take a look at some of the issues, the staffing issues, the uh, the uh, low morale, he says, that's uh, impacting the deputies. And then take a look at where he's been. So it's Ford for Sheriff.com. It's the number four. Ford for Sheriff.com. 346 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Thursday afternoon. Yes, got to remind you about that text line, right? 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. My buddy Dave Brandt is going to be with us at 535, former congressman, now the vice president for just about everything at Liberty University, had been the dean of the business school, and they said, you're doing that great, so now we want you to do something else. I never quite understand that, but that's okay. Uh, I know Dave is brilliant. I follow him on Getter. If you're not with me on Getter, I haven't mentioned that a lot recently, but uh, the Jeff Cat Show over on Getter, the Jeff Cat Show over on Getter. I try and uh, try and mix it up on social media. I really do. I'll send some stuff out on X, formerly known as Twitter, some stuff on Getter, formerly known as Getter, and uh, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, which is the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And and I would suggest that you follow each of those social media platforms and that way you don't miss anything. And and make sure you're following Dave Brad on Getter. There's actually some good news. Believe it or not, I know. Really? Well, we hear so much about this uh, ridiculous transgender agenda, right? The trans agenda. Oh, well, you saw a naked guy in the locker room and you're a 14-year-old girl and 
you're concerned, uh, you've got the problem. You, you, you just, you know, you just, uh, you got to deal with it. What? Yeah, yeah, you, we'll send you for counseling. Ridiculous. But I've got some good news on that front. A mom out in California filed a lawsuit back in 2021. And she said to the school district, and then in the lawsuit, hey, what are you doing with my daughter? She has an 11-year-old daughter, Alicia. Alicia attended a particular school in Monterey County. And while there, Alicia apparently was told by the school staff at the Buena Vista Middle School, Alicia, you might feel upset about some things because, well, you don't know who you truly are inside. Remember, she's 11 years old. You remember being 11 years old? Being 11 years old means for most of us, I don't know what the heck's going on. Well, they told her, uh, you just don't know what's truly inside of you. And you're probably a boy. And they started having her use the boys' bathroom. And they started referring to her with male pronouns. He, him. Oh. Well, the mom said, whoa, hang on a second there. Alicia's a girl. And they said, well, uh, uh, whatever. See, they didn't know that the mom cared, and the mom didn't know that they had, quote, socially transitioned her. So the lawsuit also names the two seventh-grade teachers who, quote, socially transitioned her. The mom also said, how come you did not notify me that Alicia was having some sort of suicidal thoughts? Well, school district said, we, uh, we know better than you do. Well, here's what's happened in the long run. The mom just won the lawsuit. She got $100,000. It's not huge. It's not, hey, I'm going to never have to work again money. But it's something. Came to an agreement. The, The school district, rather than fight in court, which would have exposed all of the stuff they were doing and all the parts of this trans agenda, said, we'll we'll just settle. The mom settled. But here's something you need to know that the mom has let us all know. Alicia, her daughter, has once again, now that she's out of the school, said, of course I'm a girl. Of course I'm a girl. And now Alicia and her mom are working together to raise awareness about parental rights. God bless them. God bless them. I mean, this is such a terrible situation to be placed in, but this mom won. That little girl won. You and I have to stay strong as we're fighting for our daughters. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Four oh four, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Thursday afternoon. Anyone else think it's bizarre? The, the ABC radio news folks are asking Joe Biden if he thinks Mitch McConnell's health is okay. Seriously? Is that not like finding the fattest guy 
in the donut shop and asking him, hey, you think my diet's working? What are you kidding me? Oh, it it looks good to me. Uh, Mitch is just like he's always been. Well, that's the problem, you buffoon. There are so many good words. Oh, God, there are so many good words. I can't say any of them. Well, I mean, look, I got I got two kids in college, and I got Julia, and I need something to do in the afternoon. So, you know, I can't use them. What can I tell you? Just the way it is. Sometimes in person? I, I mean, no, 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 no. I better not. I better not. I just, I, I'm just sitting here thinking, God, you could not find anyone <laughs> less qualified. To weigh in on the issue of uh, Mitch McConnell's health challenges than that guy. Anyway, hey, uh, text line 833 804 1140. 833 804 1140. There's a big to do in Texas. Houston. Now, Houston, so you know, because people think of Texas, they go, oh, it's very conservative. Texas uh, has had plenty of Democrats statewide. Ann Richards, governor of Texas, the one that uh, comes to mind most recently. But even though Texas, I mean, it's a giant state. I don't know how many Virginias we could fit in there. Huge state. Pretty conservative, but the city of Dallas has always been solid Democrat. The city of Houston has always been solid Democrat. Austin, uh, city of Austin, and then the county that it's in, solid. I mean, not just Democrat, but like bat crap, crazy Charlottesville kind of Democrat. Houston Independent School District operates a school system with 200,000 students, and they have failed miserably. All you have to do, think of RPS. Think of the terrible job that the current Richmond Public School Superintendent has done. And then magnify that. How many students do we have in RPS? Do we have 30,000, 20? I don't know, whatever it is. But then just multiply that. And that's what's happened in the Houston Independent School District in Texas. Now, I've got some dear friends who live in Houston. And uh, they made sure, by the way, when they were moving there, uh, they didn't move into the HISD. They moved into other areas with different school districts because it's just known as an absolute, uh, it's a pit. It's a terrible place. Oh, the taxes are sky high for the school district, but they don't get anything done. So now the state of Texas said, we're going to step in and we're going to take over the Houston Independent School District. Why? Because we actually care about those children. We actually honestly want those kids to to learn things take a listen to uh, some of the coverage of this cut number one please big changes this year in some houston texas school districts a district eliminating dozens of school librarians the controversial reason why and how some families are fighting back here's antonia hilton Cherries and blueberries. Houston mom Jessica Campos has spent the entire summer dreading the return to school. I feel like I've spent my entire summer fighting. So coming here, it kind of, I can breathe. 
ever since her daughter's elementary became one of more than 28 schools in the Houston Independent School District, replacing their library with a center for work and discipline. What's happening to the Houston schools? It feels like uh, they're being taken apart, uh, dismantled, uh, destroyed. This summer, the state of Texas took over HISD, a district of almost 200,000 kids of Blue City in a red state. They replaced the elected school board members and swapped the superintendent for a charter school owner and former leader of Dallas schools. Some, like Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, say it's a hostile takeover. Well, Houston has been in conflict with its own state government for years. Okay, so let's not be fooled. Everyone agrees Houston schools needed to change. Some were failing. Many students fell behind in reading and math. District leaders tried to improve, and the state even gave them a B rating in 2022. They took over anyway and laid off employees and replaced libraries in underperforming schools so they could give some teachers higher salaries. I can't afford a laptop for my kid. So books is where we get to travel, to dream. Uh-huh. How'd you afford the Xbox, ma'am? Oh, you know what? I tell you what. Go to the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Take a look at this little uh, NBC hit job. This hit piece they're doing on Greg Abbott in the state of Texas. And seriously, ask the mom. How'd you afford the video games? Because if you can afford those, you can afford a laptop. Simple as that. You can afford the computer you claim you can't afford. How long do you let these children fail? See, I don't blame the kids. Oh, they're, they're, they're getting rid of the librarians. Okay, what are you going to do? City of Houston has a huge number of libraries. The city of Houston and the county of Harris. That's, that's what it is in Texas. Harris County and the city of Houston. They have a public library system. These schools are not, these kids rather, are not being denied access to any sort of books. They just have to go to the local library. Well, they're turning those, those libraries into centers for, quote, study and discipline instruction and this well because the school district has allowed bad kids to run rampant and by getting rid of the librarians they are able to pay really good teachers more money to come in and educate these children but wait there's more how about cut number two I can't jump. Jessica's daughter, Sophie, is starting fifth grade at one of the new education system schools. I barely know how to read. I just started reading this grade because my English teacher helped me a lot. Stripes. She says the library was a place where she could practice. I say and... Superintendent Mike Miles understands families are anxious about change, but he argues books will still be available on shelves. And these team centers where students will work or go when they are disruptive will help kids like Sophie catch up. In a district where there are... Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So many kids who are struggling to read. Why disrupt the library of all places? So reading is key. We may not have librarians, um, but even in this room, books are on the shelves. Do you believe librarians are important? 
every single position has value. We can't be all things to all people, and we can't have everything we want. So does that mean you're robbing Peter to pay Paul? And no, I, I mean, I wouldn't phrase it that way. Um, what I would say is we're putting in a bold, different model that works. Jessica Campos considered busing Sophie to another school, away from her neighborhood and friends. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to leave those kids there. She says parents aren't going to let their school change without a fight. Antonia Hilton, NBC News, Houston, Texas. Hey, Antonia, how come you didn't ask questions like, how come your daughter's only learning how to read in the fifth grade? Hey, mom, who's so concerned about everything, where have you been for the last four years? Because your daughter went to that school for kindergarten, first grade, third grade, fourth grade, and now is in fifth grade and is just now learning to read. Did you not notice that there was a problem? How involved are you in your daughter's life? Don't pawn this off on the governor who says, man, these schools are failing. We got to do something about it. I got news for you, mom. I don't think you've done a great job. Did you try and teach your daughter how to read before she went to school? Have you never had a book in the house? Is the only place that your daughter can actually see a book inside a school? Because if that's the, the case, then you are the problem, Mom. You're not going to bust your child to a better school because it'll leave these other kids behind. Okay. Well, again, I have to ask you, where the hell have you been for the last couple of years? Because it sounds to me like you didn't do your job. And it is your daughter who is paying the price. If I were you... I would have been so mortified and embarrassed and humiliated, I wouldn't come within 10 miles of a television camera to share that story. But there you are. I think it's appalling. I really do. And I think the attack on this guy who's trying to fix the schools so that kids like that little girl don't have to wait till they're entering the fifth freaking grade to learn how to read. He's the hero in this. Oh, well, we don't have librarians. Okay, what are you going to do? You still have books. You still have teachers. Think about every teacher that interacted with that little girl over the last couple of years that, that did not teach her how to read. I would find them, and I would summarily fire them. But hey, you know, that's just me. 415, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRPA. 421. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. The time is always right for social distortion. Okay, a lot of things that uh, we continue to address. Dave Brad will be with us at 535. Looking forward to uh, to chatting with him. He's in regular rotation now. Uh, Thursdays, every other Thursday, Dave Brad is here. And then every other Thursday... Uh, Dr. Keith Applo is here, so that is pretty cool. Of course, we've got uh, Congressman Rob Whitman. Uh, we've got Congressman Bob Good, who are uh, regulars on this program. I'm trying to think. We've got so many great people that just keep showing up and showing up, and I, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, can, you, you got to listen to something. That's I know it's going to make your hair hurt, but you got to listen to it. Uh, it comes from MSNBC. No, no, no. You know the way it is. I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. 
it's okay. You're welcome. Uh, this is Chris Hayes, who apparently someone said Joy Reid is the bat crap craziest person on MSNBC. And, and then Chris Hayes said, oh, no, here, hold my Bud Light. Cut number five. Given all of that, <laughs> you would think that the people who represent that uniquely precarious slice of land jutting out into the ocean in the path of increasingly severe storms would be fervently trying to mitigate the risk, reduce the enormous amounts of energy we are pumping into the atmosphere. But the reality is literally the opposite. Florida's Republican leaders are actually trying to make it worse actively. Governor Ron DeSantis is refusing to accept $350 million in energy efficiency incentives that Florida is eligible for under the Inflation Reduction Act. He's just saying, burn it, no thanks, to hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is not like for some weird experimental like liberal cause. It would just help people retrofit their homes with energy efficient appliances, which is a very simple, straightforward way to help tackle carbon emissions and climate change. The rejection is just insane nihilism. On one level, it's hard to even believe it that he's doing this. But of course, you know, Ron DeSantis also turned against the COVID vaccines, which is an equally obvious benefit for his constituents. My God, it is so rare in life and in policy that you just are handed something so simple that provides so much benefit, like the vaccines. And Ron DeSantis just turned on it for political experience. I mean, his position on climate change is essentially vaccine denialism at civilizational scale. To Ron DeSantis, this existential threat to the peninsula he represents is just another political debate. What a maroon. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, what Chris Hayes didn't bother to tell you there is the uh, retrofitting of appliances means that you and I, as taxpayers, would be paying more in, you know, taxes, because that's what taxpayers do, and that $350 million would be given to some people in the state of Florida if they would get rid of perfectly functioning appliances. Just so that you know, Ron DeSantis can't stop anybody in the state of Florida from buying what they want and then getting these so-called federal credits. You can get them if you want. People in the state of Florida can get them if they want. Ron DeSantis says, said, I'm not going to force anybody to do this. Chris Hayes makes it sound as if Ron DeSantis picked up a, a lottery ticket and scratched it off and said, look, you won $350 million and said, nah, I don't want it because you're going to write one of those big checks to me. That's not what he did. Ron DeSantis, because he actually represents the people of the state of Florida, he actually governs, said, I'm not forcing anybody here in the state of Florida to change stuff. People want to have uh, a grill outside, let them have a grill outside. They want to choose the type of appliances that work for them in their home, by God, they can do that. I'm not forcing them. Well, I guess it's not really forcing when you're giving them, what would that be, uh, technically? Uh, a bribe, yeah, extortion. That's what that would be. And Ron DeSantis said, no, I'm not going to be part of that. So, of course, Chris Hayes has a, uh, I don't even know what the technical term is, hissy fit, meltdown, temper tantrum, I don't call it another piece of performance art, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You need to take a look at some of these videos. They're all posted. Just go over to The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, and follow that page, The Jeff Cat Show. You would have seen all of this, by the way, earlier this morning. 
I start getting uh, audio, generally speaking, around 5 or 6 in the morning. Get the stuff posted on The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook a little bit later than that. And uh, that way you are ahead of the game. We've got some great folks doing their best to help Governor Glenn Youngkin make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Riley Shy is one of them, and she'll be with us at 435. It is 427. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 435, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Thursday afternoon. We're only a couple of weeks out from the early voting. It's it's crazy to me, but okay, it is what it is. And I, I love the fact that Governor Yunkin has has really been in front of this. There are a lot of us who are Republican, conservative, whatever. Going, ah, I, I like Election Day. I grew up with Election Day. There's just something about it. And I would love to stay with that, but I got news for you. Here are the new rules of the game. You want to win the game? You got to play by the rules. These are the rules. Let's 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 just stop pining for the past and uh, and get to work. I saw a video not too long ago talking about uh, Riley Shia, who is uh, running for state delegate. She, she's running against one of the furthest extremist uh, left wingers in the. Uh, house of delegates right now and and i'll tell you what i was really really impressed with that i've heard from so many people i'm happy she's joining us riley thank you for being here of course thank you for having me i i want everybody in 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 that district to know about you because your story man uh you just you're the real deal as far as i'm concerned and you you talk about uh achieving the american dream you are the american dream personified it seems well, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, tell everybody about the adventure. Well, you know, I, I guess I'm not your typical politician, but I think that's one of the things that um, is kind of important right now. We have someone in the seat at the moment who is your typical politician. And like you said, he's very progressive. And um, I just don't agree with that. I'm a former physical therapist, and I'm a small business owner, a wife and a mom. I raised my kids in this community, and I care very deeply about it. Um, You know, one of the things that I've done pretty much my whole adult life is try to improve the health and wellness of my students and my patients. And, you know, we have a community that is really suffering right now, and I really want to enact policies that are going to help improve the health and wellness of our community. Mm -hmm. Your your district has been dealing with at this point, the, the the aftermath of COVID, I mean, kids losing a year, two years worth of education. What, what's your view on uh, education in that Henrico district? Well, my view is that we do have a huge learning loss, and that's also what I'm hearing at the doors from a lot of parents. I have a 22-year-old, and then I, my youngest is a 17-year-old, and the difference in education between my two kids pre- and post-COVID is really staggering and so we really need to be much more focused on how we can get these kids back i also see just a general lowering of the bar and our kids can do better we we need to do better for them we can expect a lot more of them and our education system is failing them what about the role of parents you know this was for for me anyway the 
absolute key to Glenn Youngkin winning the governorship when, when when Terry McAuliffe told me as a dad, told my wife as mom, hey, you just shut up, sit down, let the let the teachers handle everything. You don't have a role mm-hmm. in this. And Glenn Youngkin stuff is said, whoa, hang on a second there. Of course parents need to be involved. You, you're looking, I would assume, at empowering parents even more. Oh, absolutely. Parents have a right and they also have a responsibility to be involved in their children's education. Um, what I'm also hearing, though, at Doors is a lot of teachers who are tired of things and, and tired of, of what they feel like they're not being supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can do a lot in coming together as a community, teachers, students, the administrators, everybody. But, of course, like Governor Youngkinen said, the parents need to be at the head of that table. Right. I 100% agree with him on that. Uh, Riley Shia is joining us. Riley is running its uh, House District 58, correct? Yes. Okay, running for the uh, the State House District 58. Uh, Rodney Willett is the incumbent state delegate. And and I, I don't know, Riley. I looked down the uh, the list, and I'm thinking there there couldn't possibly be someone more wrong on more issues. Uh, than your opponent, right? I mean, he's he's absolutely in favor of telling the parents, butt out. He didn't care about the grocery tax and just helping regular working people. He seems to be wrong on uh, even the issues of law and order and crime. You're absolutely right. You know, if, if people want to elect a rubber stamp on a political party, then he's your guy. Um, and I really feel like he's made some significant missteps in his votes. You just pointed out several of them. Um, and I, re- I think that we need to make a change in this community. It doesn't represent the values of Henrico County. He will present himself as a very moderate gentleman, and he's anything but. And we need to make a point of, of making sure people understand that. I am a moderate, Demo- a moderate Democrat, a moderate Republican, and he is not a moderate Democrat. Yeah. And I think that we can bring some common sense back to this district. Are you finding that as you're knocking on doors that people are saying, oh, come on, Riley, you know, uh, Rodney told us he's, he's, uh, he's a centrist, he works across party lines, he's a moderate, and, and then you sort of have to educate them? Absolutely I do, because like, like you said, he will present himself as a moderate. When people hear how he voted, though, they change their tune. And so I'm really, really hopeful that we can make some headway here and educate people on what he's really about. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I would have certainly hoped that's the case. I, I know that one of your issues, and I want to remind everybody, Riley Shia is joining us. Her website is RileyFordelegate.com, RileyFordelegate.com. Uh, this is a district that is uh, representative of Henrico County. It's a big chunk of Henrico County. Uh, folks in Henrico County, I think, have been surprised, as many people have in our region, Riley, uh, about this this scourge of uh, fentanyl that is coming across the border. You're a health professional. That's, I'm thinking, something that you have got to be really all over. Oh, absolutely. It's heartbreaking what's happening. We have a huge mental health and substance abuse crisis, and the border's not helping. But when we have politicians like Rodney Willett that vote against putting people in jail that are knowingly distributing fentanyl and charging them with murder, it's appalling to me. 
you know, of course we need to be helping people who have substance abuse issues and those are not the people that we're targeting. But we do need to hold people accountable that are knowingly selling deadly drugs to our kids. And you're right, it's, it's a huge problem, and it's definitely one that I'm interested in tackling. Yeah, I, I hope you get the opportunity. That was one of those things. You know, uh, Riley, every once in a while you see somebody on the other side of the aisle, a different party, and you go, yeah, I understand why you did that or why you did that. But, boy, uh, for, for him to, to, to stake out this position that says the very worst of the worst who are uh, trafficking in fentanyl, which in this day and age means trafficking in death throughout our area and he's he's on the wrong side of that and and it just it just boggles my mind you know it boggles my mind too <laughs> i've spent a, a fair amount of time the past couple of weeks um talking to people at places like the mcshen foundation yep. i was at a mental health and substance abuse um, health symposium the other day at henrico doctors hospital mm-hmm. and you know we really need to address this situation from a bunch of different perspectives we need to focus on prevention we need to focus on recovery but we also need to put laws in place that are going to hold people accountable that need to be held accountable and he's not willing to do that it doesn't make sense to me doesn't make sense to me either um Folks who are in that uh, State House District 58, I think you've got to give Riley Shy a very, very close look, RileyForDelegate.com, and, and take a look at the, the voting record for your incumbent delegate, Rodney Willett. Uh, and, and regardless of your party affiliation, just look at those issues. Uh, I, I can't see how anybody can be on the other side on those issues, but uh, we'll see. Riley, you got anything coming up, or is the best way for people to learn more about you, simply visit RileyForDelegate.com? Well, we do have a couple of things coming up. Um, tonight, actually, we have an event with the Speaker of the House. Um, so anybody is welcome to join us. If they go to RileyForDelegate.com, um, they can join us there. Um, and then we had just found out about a date for um, a fundraiser with the governor, which is very exciting. So if anybody is interested, they're welcome to join on my website, and we'll be sending them more information out about that. There's lots of Great things coming up, knocking on lots of doors over the next couple of months. And I really look forward to talking to all of the voters in the district because that's what it's about, representing them. Absolutely. Riley, pleasure to have you here. Hope we get you back as the, uh, as the election season unfolds. Of course, anytime. Nice to talk to you. Same here. Thank you. That is Riley Shire, Riley for delegatecom Riley for delegatecom So that's exciting. Uh, this evening... Big event with uh, House Speaker Todd Gilbert, and, and you heard what she said. There are no details up there yet. You gotta, you gotta go to that website, RileyForDelegate.com, to find out about the uh, the big event with Governor Yunkin. We're at a point where we're halfway through Governor Yunkin's time in office. You know that. I know that. He knows that. Uh, frankly, the Democrats know that. The governor has done everything possible to make Virginia once again the best place to live, work, and raise a family. But he was stymied every step of the way, kneecapped every step of the way by the Democrats in the state Senate. And they were voting against working people. They were voting against all of us because of their own bizarre uber left wing agenda. Take a look at it. Do the right thing. You got to give Governor Yunkin, in my opinion, you got to give Governor Yunkin working majorities in both the, uh, the House and the Senate so that he can really do what he is uh, trying to do, make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. 
445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 452, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Thursday afternoon. Oh, it, it's the final day of the month. A uh, number of folks listened to me yesterday actually giving, uh, what, what are the, the, uh, the, the Odyssey super-duper reward points. Every month we get a number of these imaginary points as part of working for the company, and then you give them to other people, and then if you get enough, you can you can like trade them in on something. I thought, well, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, we, we, we all sort of laugh, but then it's like, well, how come I didn't get any points? Where are my points? Am I not, am I not, am I not point worthy? But uh, yesterday I had seven left to give. You get 30 every month. And I, I try and salute people in the, uh, the radio factory who are doing good things, and I give them out. And every month, I'm telling you, end of the month, we get this email from uh, our boss. Don't forget, you got to give the points out. It's, he's really big on the points. So yesterday, live on the air, I bestowed seven super-duper points upon Jeremy, the, uh, the new executive producer of this here little show. And I, I heard from so many people, I don't know if Jeremy's going to be happy about this or not, but I got all sorts of emails and Facebook messages. Jeff, instead of giving him points, why, why don't you take him to Jake's place and, and feed him? And I thought, well, I've done that. And I will do it again, but I want to make sure you know we give out the points. It's not a bad idea. When we first saw, there a lot of us went, oh, this is silly. For me... I make sure I give out the points every month, and then I uh, I really do keep tra- I'm keeping track. Going, uh, where are my points? So, Jeremy, I'm just noticing uh, <clears throat> I've received zero points from you. I, don't take it personally; it doesn't make you a bad person. It it just means that, uh, well, frankly, you could be a much better person if you would, you know, shoot some points my way. Today Good last grief! Day. Okay, fine. What can I tell you? Also, the guy who got the Charlie Brown Christmas trees. So that's, that's why Heidi doesn't let me go shopping for Christmas trees anymore. Oh, that, and it's like, uh, you're Jewish. Yeah, all right, fine. So there you have it. Hey, a big story about that dude who was trying to join the uh, University of Wyoming sorority. Remember that? He's six foot two, 260 ma- uh, pounds. He's a dude. He's been in the shower room, he's been in the bathroom, walking around naked, and not only walking around naked, but making clear, clear that as a guy, he is, uh, well, very happy to be amongst the the naked girls in the sorority. You know what I mean. Uh, They took that matter to court. You know what the court said? Tough for you, ladies. We're canceling women. It makes no sense. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Five oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Thursday afternoon. The weather is gorgeous, gorgeous. If you are uh, playing Hanover Golf Club today. I just want to give you a heads up. By when you're coming to the 18th, uh, you're going to be greeted with some great music from uh, from Dan Zanes and Lori Berkner, and the very happy squeals and laughs and giggles of uh, my favorite uh, little girl. I'm just telling you, 
No mulligans for that. You just uh, you just enjoy it. All right. Uh, Dave Brad is going to be along in a half an hour. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Good Lord. Like, you know, there are people who you, you say, well, they're smart. And if you're smart, I can hang with you. Well, I can. I can. I, I may not uh, be the smartest person in the room, but if you're smart, I, 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 can, I can hang with you. Uh, we can get it done. But there's some people who are scary smart. Dave Brad is just scary smart. Wicked smart. You know what I mean? Knows economics inside and out. And here we are coming up on Labor Day. And one of the questions that I have, where are we in terms of salary? Right, just working people. People get up in the morning, go to work. Seems to me that we've lost over the last couple of years because of inflation. Inflation is a hidden tax. That's what it is. A tax. And you and I get hit with it. And the leftists just don't seem to care because they love taxes. Couple of really interesting texts here I gotta get to. 833 804 1140 833 804 1140 Jeff, uh President Biden needs to realize that we said two years ago. We, the people, would never forget his deplorable and disgusting behavior concerning Afghanistan, especially with the tragic loss of our military hero, heroes, and we haven't forgotten by any measure. That's from Mike. Mike, you're right. We haven't. But you'll notice no coverage in the news. Have you heard a single story today about Joe Biden's comments on the two-year anniversary of his disastrous, cowardly, weaselly actions related to Afghanistan? Not a single word, right? I haven't heard anything. Oh, I mean, we've heard about every single solitary thing that Donald Trump ever said and somebody who said Donald Trump and uh, Donald Trump is going to have this for lunch and he doesn't want tomatoes. or what. You know, those are all important news stories. But Joe Biden gets Americans killed in Afghanistan because he is such an utter abject failure. Well, that's not news. No, nope, nobody can be bothered covering that. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, Gina Newport News says, Jeff, how dare the police shoot a man that was shooting at them yeah that's that that's an interesting detail isn't it once again oh well he was 75 years old yeah 75 year olds can pull the trigger pretty easily well how how dare the police handle a shooter by you know looking out for their own lives and the lives of innocent people maybe he was having what do they call it now a mental health crisis oh yeah he was having a mental health crisis perhaps so who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? I mean, really, what, what do you do? Oh, we're going to dispatch uh, unarmed, untrained civilians to chat with him. You know what that does? Uh, it increases the number of victims of the violence. Oh, they're going to, Jeff, they're not, they're, they're uh, uh, what are they, violence interrupters. Violence disruptors. Vi- no. No, unfortunately, you put them in that situation, they become targets. Nobody wants to hear about somebody who got shot and killed. I get it. But here's what else I can tell you. There's not a single solitary cop in America that gets up in the morning or gets up in the middle of the night, goes to work, and thinks, geez, I sure hope today's the day I get to shoot and kill somebody. Not a single one. Sometimes you are put in a situation where your life or the lives of innocent people are in danger, and you do what you need to do to stop that threat. But nobody gets up and thinks, oh, geez, I sure hope today's the day. 
Jeff, I've got some good old-fashioned words that you can use that will not get you in any trouble. Yeah, I was... I, I, I've been relying on buffoon when I've been chatting about Joe Biden, and I thought, well, I, I've got a lot of other terms, but man, I can't, I can't start sharing those on the air, and the next thing you know, well, it won't be me, right? So, uh, gentleman says, hey, Jeff, I've got some good old-fashioned words you can use. Won't get you in any trouble. How about nincompoop? That's a good one. Nitwit? Yes, yes, I've used nitwit. Dimwit? Yep. And macaroon. And I thought, now, wait a minute. I, I like macaroons. And he said, ah, nah, damn spell check. It's supposed to be maroon. That we can use. Maroon, right? What a maroon. Exactly my point. Uh, Kristen from Ashland says, Jeff, I cannot believe the teacher that had kicked the little boy out of class uh, over that uh, Gadsden patch. Right? Remember we were talking about that yesterday? Thank God the school district uh, got their act together and brought him back. But she says you got other kids in school that have marijuana leaf patches, all sorts of inappropriate patches. They stay in class. They don't get kicked out of class. Yeah. Well, look, it's all about uh, the agendas at work. And there are a lot of agendas at work. And I know that... Sometimes people don't like to hear that. They don't like to acknowledge it, but uh, it is what it is. A couple of things I just wanted you to uh, take a listen to. Uh, PBS, you remember them, right? State media. PBS is, well, I'm trying to figure out what they are. I guess I should have thought about that before I, I decided to share the story with you. I can't quite figure out what they are. I mean, your tax dollars and my tax dollars are used to support them and prop them up. I don't ever see unbiased reporting at PBS. The only thing they've got are these ultra left wing agenda item programs. Oh, and then the begathons. Oh, the begathons. Oh, my God. Please send us money and we'll send you an umbrella. Eh, I got a better idea. You keep your flippant umbrella and I won't give you any money. How's that? Everybody's happy. Cut number three. And yes, some studies show ESG investing in general has led to lower returns in recent years. But proponents point to the long term. It's as if we're stuck in an old way of thinking about the world and an old, old assumptions about how to make money and that we just haven't understood that the world is fundamentally changing. And Henderson argues monetary returns aren't the only metric we should be using. Not to pay attention to what's happening to the climate not to pay attention to the consequences of inequality for the society we're in, not to be aware of the new products and opportunities that dealing with these issues is going to create, is to be blinkered and short-sighted. Oh, God, I don't want to be blinkered. I don't even know what the hell that means, but I know I don't want it happening to me. Uh, That was PBS trying to explain to you why ESG is a good thing. But not ESG in general. And you can go look up ESG, because remember, they're changing the name on that anyway, because people found out what the hell it was, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the whole deal. But anyway, they're trying to convince you and convince me that financial planners following the ESG model are actually doing a good thing for you as they lose you money. Let that sink in. This is all about... Financial planners, financial advisors saying, whoa, wait a minute. Our job, our fiduciary responsibility is 
to make money for our investors. I don't know about you. I reach out to my guys at Carlson Financial. They're handling my stuff, right? Go, hey, here's the money. I earned it. Now make it grow. That's their job. Their job is to find me the best investment vehicles that will result in proper management and growth of the money. That's everyone's goal when it comes to investing or or putting your money away for retirement. The ESG nitwits, nincompoops, and maroons would have you believe, even though you're losing money, even though you put $100,000 in and now you've only got $50,000, you should be happy about that. Because they invested in things like, mm, I don't know, uh, uh, unicorn fart factories. And eventually, that will power everything. And and you'll be dead, and you will have died hungry, homeless, and unclothed. But um, think about the greater good. Your, Your money is being used to fund the establishment of a cuddle puppy industry. Someday. Oh. Someday, my friends. 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Donald Trump, President of the United States. I don't like him, Jeff. His hair was orange and he sent mean tweets. Okay, got it. But you know what he did? He had the petroleum industry exporting oil. Taking care of all of our needs, gasoline at uh, what dollar eighty, dollar ninety a gallon. I call it two bucks. I don't care what you want to call it. It's half of what it was, what it is now. And those companies had so much oil because they were drilling, finding oil. They knew where they they exported it. They sold it. We didn't have to ask anybody for a, for petroleum. Now Joe Biden, first day in office. I don't know if he actually signed it or, you know, some mechanical hand, whatever it was, shut them all down, baby. And now this doofus has to travel around, go beg the people in Saudi Arabia. They tell him to screw. The buzz a couple of weeks ago was, oh, he's thinking about talking to Venezuela. Really? Oh, okay. Well, that, that certainly inspires confidence, doesn't it? Worst president of my lifetime. I don't know what age you are. I don't know which president you remember. Here's what I can remember. As a, as a 50-something-year-old guy. Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely recall uh, Nixon. Right? I mean, I was like a little kid. But I, I remember the image of Nixon on the, uh, was it the South Lawn? Where he's waving goodbye and he gets on the, uh, the helicopter. That I kind of remember. I remember Gerald Ford being pilloried and abused on Saturday Night Live. Who we get after that? Was it Jimmy Carter? Yeah, right? It was Jimmy Carter. Now, that I remember. Because I remember Jimmy Carter, and I thought, oh, my God. What a weakling. Now, how, how could you graduate the Naval Academy and be such a wuss? I don't know. I don't really know. But uh, he was able to accomplish that. He didn't do much else, but he accomplished that. And, um, you know, Ronald Reagan. First time I ever got to vote for president was Ronald Reagan's... Um, Re-election, and I voted for Ronald Reagan. And then we had a whole bunch of people up there. But I'm telling you right now, the worst president of my lifetime that I can remember, Joe Biden. He's been terrible forever. There's never been a good time in Joe Biden's public life. Never, ever, ever, ever. He's never done anything of consequence. He's never helped America. 
truly the worst president of my lifetime. And it continues. It just continues. All right, so here I was. I wasn't harassing anyone about the uh, the Odyssey imaginary congratulations magical points that we get. But I did point out that yesterday live on the air, I, I gave seven to Jeremy. I thought that was rather generous. Do you know what Jeremy's done? It's like we're playing poker or something. He's raised me now. He just gave me ten points. Hmm. All right. Now I've got to, I've got to uh, circle back. I've got to re-examine my uh, point distribution here and see what I can, uh, <laughs> what I could do for Jeremy going forward. No, he's done a great job, and we're happy to have him on the program. All right. Coming up at uh, five thirty-five, someone else who has done a great job. Someone else I'm always thrilled to welcome to this program. My uh, my friend Dave Bratt. He will be with us. At uh, 535. Don't forget, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., the best weekend show anywhere in the garage with Stan Andruski. 8 a.m. right here. News Radio WRBA. Five thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a uh, Thursday. Afternoon. We've got a lot of stuff that uh, we continue to process, obviously. We're going to be chatting with uh, Dave Bratt in just a moment. I guess we've got, uh, what, a couple of phone issues that uh, that are going on. All right, we'll get that uh, rectified, I promise you. Not a not a problem. That's, that's not, see, I say not a problem. If it's a problem, I can't take any of those points back. Right? I'm telling you about the magic points we have. And you give them to people who do great work. But if somebody screws up, you can't actually take them back, which is kind of weird. You would think. Well, anyway, uh, Jeremy will get that uh, all handled. We'll chat with uh, Dave Brad in just a moment. Uh, I wanted to uh, bring you up to date on something that actually just happened at uh, Oberlin College. Uh, it just it, it pains me. You know, earlier in the day, I was sharing the story of the, uh, the single mom out in California. She got a $100,000 settlement from the local school district. Because they had, quote, socially transitioned her daughter into a boy. Now, the girl apparently didn't think she was a boy. She just was 11 years old and was kind of looking at everything in the world and saying, I don't know what the heck's going on. I'm trying to explore things. Oh, yeah, well, that's probably because you're really a boy. And the next thing you know, these teachers, school administrators never called mom to tell her any of this. They just have the girl using male pronouns, the male bathroom, the male locker room. And the mom heard about it, said, well, what are you doing with my daughter? And they're like, hey, you butt out. We're the professionals here. Well, mom took him to court and won. $100,000 settlement. And here's the flip side, Oberlin College. The head lacrosse coach for the women's lacrosse team at Oberlin College is now speaking out. She said that she was called, quote, transphobic and unsafe because she said it's not right that Will Thomas, a.k.a. Leah Thomas, won the women's competition in the NCAA swimming last year. What did she say? She said, quote, it is scientific that biologically males and females are different. No kidding. You think, I mean, here we are. We, we're all apparently surprised by this. She went on to say, I don't believe biological males should be in women's lockers, locker rooms. Where is the Me Too movement now? What happened to that? I was blown away that a male was allowed to compete with women in NCAA swimming. 
She was part of this uh, eight-minute uh, documentary, the Independent Women's Forum. We've had those folks on before. Fine women. Fine women. This uh, coach, by the way, also said when uh, Leah Thomas won, I reposted a post that said, quote, Congratulations, congratulations to Emma Wyant, the real woman who won the NCAA 500-yard freestyle event. One of my own players took that post and sent it in an email to my athletic director. The athletic director, herself a woman, Natalie Winklefuss, associate vice president for athletics, is heard in one of these disciplinary meetings, because this woman apparently recorded them. She says to the coach who's been there for decades, 27 years, almost three decades, quote, unfortunately, you fall into a category of people that are kind of filled with hate in the world. What? Then the senior associate director of athletics tells this coach, quote, it's acceptable to have your own opinions, but when they go against, you know, Oberlin College's beliefs, it's a problem for your employment. Coach said the administration demanded she write a letter of apology. This Winklefoos character says, I hope you feel remorse for it. Russell says, no, sorry. Except I'm not sorry. I'm not writing the letter. I really believe that women should be competing against other women. Wow. Does, doesn't that make all the sense in the world? Women competing against other women? That's what this is all about, right? I mean, if you're going to have competition, the field has to be equal. The playing field has to be equal. I, I thought we were hearing all of this stuff about equal playing fields. But now we're told, just shut up and sit down. Don't say anything. The boys are going to compete against the girls. The boys are going to win. The boys are going to get the girls' scholarships. This is the end, if you allow it to continue. This will be the end of girls' sports and women's sports. I apologize. I guess we're still having some uh, technical difficulties getting Dave. That's all right. We'll get him rescheduled. Not to worry about it, Jeremy. Uh, you you keep doing whatever you're doing, but don't 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 worry about it. We'll get him. Uh, it, 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 really, we'll be fine. I I am looking for ways to take back magical points, but I don't think I can. So I think he's safe. Hey, uh, quick note here. Judson says, "Hey, Jeff, can you please tell the Christmas story again? I am in need of a good laugh. I will, but I won't tell it until Christmas time." I'm sorry. I'm so- no, I, I can't tell the Christmas story now. It's, uh, it's grilling season officially, and I think, people have asked, I think I have figured out what I'm going to do with the smoker. Now, people are passionate on this, like, man, I didn't realize. Traeger and, and Rectech, those, those guys are going to come to blows at some point. God, they are serious. But I don't know that I'm going to go that big yet buddy of mine out in phoenix big time talk radio guru out there good friend said hey here's what i got i use it here's what i make on a great way to sort of enter the the uh the smoking arena so i think that's what i'm going to go for and remember this is all heidi's birthday gift to me i'm picking it out i'll just have her sign the card i, I don't even have to act surprised anymore you know we were talking about what a dope Joe Biden is, I want to remind you once again that he's always been a dope and he's always been a bad person. 
Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who once again today is under attack. Why? Because he has friends. The leftists will never let it go. The only thing they want from Clarence Thomas is him retiring. And I know I don't speak for Clarence Thomas, but I pray for Clarence Thomas every single solitary night. I pray for his continued good health. I pray for his continued brilliance. And I pray that he sits as a member of the Supreme Court for decades to come. Clarence Thomas called out this buffoon. Cut number four. We know exactly what's going on here. And to pretend that it's for some other reason. Stop. Do I have, like, stupid written on my back, the back of my shirt? I mean, come on. We know what this is all about. This isn't about what they say it's about. So people should just tell the truth. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed. Just say it. Then now at least we're honest with each other. He knew he was going into the trial of his life with the Senate uh, run by the Democrats. The hearing will come to order. We knew it was in the lion's den. Good morning, Judge. Welcome to the blinding lights. Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I, I have no idea what he was talking about. I just want to make sure we all know what we're talking about here, that you and I know at least what we're talking about here. There's a fervent and aggressive school of thought that wishes to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now. Argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now again, that may be lost on all the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I, you sit there and you have no idea what they are talking about. All I know is that he was asking me these questions about natural law. Someone may apply it in a way, like Moore, who leads him in a direction that is, quote, liberal. You may apply it in a way that leads you in a direction that's conservative. Or you may, like many argue, not apply it at all. But it is a fundamental question that is going to be almost impossible for non-lawyers to grasp in an exchange. But you know, and I know, it is a big, big deal. And in conclusion... One of the things you do in hearing is you have to sit there and look attentively at people you know have no idea what they're talking about. And this is why I don't want to uh, be confirmed for any office, because if I were sitting there like Clarence Thomas was, I wouldn't able be able to re remain composed. I would have raised my hand. Excuse me, uh, Senator Biden, can I ask you one question? Yes. What the hell are you talking about? Because you know and I know that you're a moron. And I know that you know that you're a moron. And we all know that you're a moron. So are we now at least all on the same page, or are we going to continue dancing around? God bless him. Justice Thomas sat there, and, and <laughs> you know what Justice Thomas knew? He knew, just as Joe Biden knew, just that we all knew, Joe Biden's a dope. Simple as that. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 
552, Jeff Katz, Radio, WRBA. I know we got uh, we got big high school football coming up tonight. My uh, my buddy Gary Hess will be here. Gary's just uh, just one of the the best guys you're ever going to run into. What else can I tell you? I mean, he's just a, a super 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 guy. I always feel uh, just fortunate to to be on the uh, the same team every once in a while. You know as well as I do. I know now. I sound like Joe Biden. You know, and I know, and I know that you know. But uh, sometimes you've got uh, some folks you think, huh, well, which team are you playing for? You know, are you on our side? Are you on that side? And when, you, when you're dealing with Gary Hess, man, it is, it is always 110% uh, the right way. He's just a, a rock-solid guy. I want you to be aware of something. There is a move, and uh, former President Trump was talking about it last night. He, he's releasing a lot of videos, and you should be taking a look at them. He's got a lot of stuff that he's saying that, uh, of course, is not being covered in any uh, news anywhere because these folks, for the most part, uber leftists, have decided that uh, Donald Trump is a uh, persona non grata, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But he's in line right now. If you look at the numbers, uh, real good shot. Real good shot of not only winning the Republican nomination, but I would say winning the presidency again. And he's talking about the COVID theater. We're starting to hear more and more and more. There's a ramp up here. Ramp up. Oh, well, we got to, you know, there's more COVID. So we got to. I want you to take a listen to this uh, Joe Biden, what he had to say, because he apparently all on board with yet another COVID shot. Biden cut six. Uptick of COVID cases and new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a uh, request for additional funding for new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And tentatively, not decided finally yet, tentatively, it is recommended that, it would likely be recommended that everybody get it, no matter whether they got it before or not. Uh huh. So, uh, riddle me this, there, uh, Bat Boob. Is this a vaccine? Is this a booster shot? Is it all of the above? Is it a floor wax? Is it a dessert topping? Because I just I can't keep track of this stuff anymore. I really can't. And you keep telling us how you've had these COVID shots and all the boosters, and you wear ten thousand masks, and you've had COVID a couple of times. I don't get it. I don't get it. Another one, Harold Ford Jr. You may or may not remember. He's not the Harold Ford we were speaking to who's running for sheriff in Henrico. Harold Ford Jr. was a congressman uh, in uh, Tennessee. And uh, he's now, sometimes he's popping up on Fox with the five, right? Uh, take a listen to him, cut number nine. I think the message from him is get the shot if you want. I if will. If you want it, don't, go ahead. Don't get it. Where, you're going to get another one. I just said I'm not going to ask anybody if they're it? getting their shot. Get, I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? How, what number shot is this for you? I've had it every t- So I'm, I'm <laughs> doing one in October. I have one in April. How many? <laughs> What's the total? Oh, this yeah. will be my seventh. Oh. <laughs> seventh and I've had COVID three times. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, you would be the poster child for not getting the shot. But then again, my math was shaped by my attendance at the Philadelphia Public Schools. So, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe your mileage would vary on that one. All right, tomorrow afternoon, Congressman Bob Good is going to be joining us. Looking forward to uh, catching up with him. The craziness in D.C. continues. And who knows, maybe, 
just maybe impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden on the way. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRB. Adios and Viacondios. Going home now to stay. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 